0: Bunte Vista, episode 58. That's right, 58, the age uh, that Ben will be when his stack of VHS tapes has finally gotten big enough to fall onto him and kill him under its weight.
1: Yeah, but you think by then, uh, the year 2048, that'll be amazing. People be like,
0: videotapes?
1: What? That's going to be really good. People are going to love that story. Unbelievable
0: that you both had them and were killed by them. (laughs) You live by the
1: videotape, die by the videotape. That's the motto of the tapesman.
0: It'll be the really rare time that somebody can say uh, he died doing what he loved, which is watching an extremely grainy (laughs) copy of Beastmaster as he died.
1: Hmm. I mean, I'm literally sitting 50 centimetres away from a copy of Beastmaster right now. (laughs) That's right.
2: (laughs) Not an
0: inaccurate thing to say. Uh, and looking at his phone all throughout the funeral will be Theo. Hi Theo.
2: Hey, so nice to be here, and so nice to be part of the Nine Network now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I've probably, I probably uh, yeah, i probably bugged things up now. Sorry. We'll, we'll, probably get into this later but we have been purchased by by Nine um mm-hmm. very excited uh, there's so there's us this evening and i believe we'll have a peter file on just to get um <laughs> you know both sides of the discussion to be balance. really nice <laughs> i think it's balance. more just accurate ballots.
1: to say that we were bought out by Domain who was in turn bought out by Nine i think in the interest of clarity we should say that
2: I and we
0: give a fuck Ben. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, we also have Lucy. Hi, Lucy.
3: Hi. This is all news to me.
0: Oh, that we've been bought out by Very excited
3: that we've been bought out. Do we... Uh, where's... What are our salaries? Where's, where's the money coming in?
0: Oh, we're getting that intern money, which is... We're doing it for exposure at the start. Um, um, I as in, they've
1: hired some people to expose themselves to us. <laughs> <laughs> that is our reward.
0: Our <laughs> single reward. Oh, dear. Uh, and now that we are part of... Well... Yeah, not, not Fairfax, of course. Fairfax has been consumed by... Oh,
1: well, I mean, let's not fuck around with language here. It was a merger. It's just that the resulting company is called Nine.
2: Mm, yeah, Which it was Fairfax a- journalists, I think, are very happy with. Oh,
1: they seem to love They're that. They're
2: excited. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's um, it's a merger in the same way that, like, um, you know, in the horror movie The Blob, things got merged into The Blob. It was still just The Blob <laughs> at the end. No one says, ah, a happy merger between um, this teenage uh, hamburger joint employee and The Blob. They go, nah, The Blob got another one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey Thank guys. you for explaining this in terms that people will understand. Yeah, it's like, yes. the, it's
2: like the merger of Tetsuo and his girlfriend at the end of the film
0: Akira. Yes. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, what? The name of... Uh, what what
0: uh, was that film? Akira. <laughs> Interesting. Sounds a little racist when you say it like that, Theo. I'm
3: just, Oh my god. He's <laughs> doing. So, see, that's the correct pronunciation, see, yeah, which is, is right, somehow right. more
0: racist. <laughs> so, so the
2: lady doing the, the soccer pronunciations uh, is oh. woke. Oh when god, I try damn it. And do it! Don't when fucking. When I
0: try and do it. Oh my god.
2: Can't hmm. win.
0: <laughs> I've really been meaning to uh, watch the remake of The Blob from 1988 for a while now. And hey, everybody, if you want a nice little treat for yourself, um, check out the theme song to the original version of The Blob from 1958. It's really jazzy. It's got lyrics. Not that scary, but it's fun. Anyway, that's been Blob Talk. it mm. <laughs> has been Blob Talk. Check out oh. The Blob, and I'm not
2: talking about uh, The Mirror. <laughs> well that seems uncharacteristically mean Sorry, I, I am, this is not going well for me, I'm very I'm sorry it.
1: I feel like you got backed into a corner by the Akira thing and now you're just <laughs> lashing out in all directions it's, it's not
0: healthy So Fairfax and Nine have merged, one has been subsumed by the other um, the, the big mecha network has subsumed us And now we're here to bring you the news And the news that we know you've been waiting for is, of course, Boat Watch. God, I hope you know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, long-time listeners of the show, as in people who've listened to, say, uh, more than 10 episodes, might remember um, a a sequence of episodes in which we covered the downfall of disgraced Mayor of Logan... Yeah, oh, I keep going to say that it's in Brisbane, but Theo, are you going to say it's not in Brisbane? It's no, not in it's Brisbane.
2: The city Just, of Logan is a it's separate the city. City of city of Logan. It sits between the city of Brisbane and the city of the Gold Coast, and astride <laughs> the cities of Ipswich and Redlands. Hmm. Uh, a yes, astride. That Jesus hey.
1: fucking Christ. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's, it's doing reverse cowgirl on those other cities. <laughs> and oh, I would, it really is. I know we probably
1: don't have time for this, but I would love to hear an argument for why it's not just a regular cowgirl.
0: <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, on, on these previous episodes we covered, um, the corruption scandal engulfing the Logan Council, uh, in which embattled mayor, I guess he is still the mayor, embattled mayor Luke Smith was accused of uh, accepting a luxury boat from a Chinese developer. As, you know, you might call it a bribe. Other people might more charitably call it a a gift for bribing purposes. I don't know. Um, There's just a hilarious transcript from him being interviewed in which he repeatedly says that he is not corrupt um, while refusing about ten times point blank to say whether or not he took a luxury boat from someone. Very, very funny stuff. It's very good. Very good. Uh, What's not good is the update of how it's all shaken out in the end. Um, We did get a few requests uh, to follow up on this because he had popped back up in the news. But unfortunately, all of the news is super depressing. Uh, Luke Smith is a man whose life has come crashing down around him. Uh, He's been arrested for... um, He was having a, a big old domestic assault with his wife. And he got dragged out and taken to court with a... Covered in blood and scratches and all that kind of thing. He's been carted off to hospital. Um, he was granted bail with very strict conditions. Uh, and then he no-showed court today. So things are not going well for yep. extremely embattled mm. Mayor not, of Logan Luke Smith. Not, not great really funny anymore.
1: Fertile mm. comedy ground. Domestic no. violence.
0: No. Um,
1: so no. this has probably gone from a, a heartwarming story about a man receiving a boat... uh uh, to one about a uh, guy's maybe not all that great for other reasons
0: yeah yeah it's going poorly it's going poorly for him and um yeah it all sounds like it stopped being funny a while ago so uh you know that's probably probably where we're gonna leave it i mean maybe we'll give you an update when he definitely goes to prison uh, because he's been charged with a litany of crimes and he doesn't seem to have any defense beyond saying things like, well, we'll see what happens when the verdict's read out. Mm. Um, I mean,
1: we out. will see what happens when the verdict's yeah. read out.
0: I guess. Uh, but that also probably won't be that funny. No.
1: Does, uh, did anyone watch Game of Thrones? No. I was just...
2: Nope. I, was going to try I watched and... <laughs> it in my mind, take form as I read the books. Oh,
1: this might still be relevant. So I'm just trying to workshop a joke here. Bear with me. Um, so I think there's like a bit where someone from the Night's Watch dies. They say like his watch is over or whatever. Is that true? Do you mm, remember like that? His watch has
2: ended, maybe? Yeah,
1: something like I that. I actually
2: lied about reading the book.
1: Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. All right. Well, I think it's something along the lines of his watch has ended. We could say here, and we'll edit all of this out. But we could say, yeah, we could his say his boat watch has ended. Mm.
2: We'll
0: mm. say that.
1: Yep, yeah, and Andrew? we won't leave any of this in.
2: No, I'll
0: this like is it. all gone. I'll definitely edit everything we'll, in the episode also
1: up won't until give now.
2: Andrew, the actual sample of us saying whatever it was that you were saying. No,
1: in fact, <laughs> mm. none of this discussion or the fruits of this discussion will be in the episode.
0: Yeah, no. After we're done recording, um, I think we'll take a we'll take a vote on it, and then we'll re-record that section and we'll put it in. How about that?
1: Yeah, which is something we regularly do. Which is why everything's so polished. <laughs> it's very slick. Uh, it's fast-paced. It's seamless. It's seamless. It's like when uh, there was that fad with people making YouTube videos where they would cut out every single millisecond of pause. Oh. In it between things? Oh.
0: No, that's still going. That's oh. Absolutely that's, that's, still going. That's now just the YouTube style. Yeah, that shit gives
1: me a migraine. I can't do it.
0: Any time that I watch, like... Um, any That I, like, somehow accidentally watch a video <laughs> that is by someone who, who could be considered a YouTuber. You know what I mean? Because um, that's a whole other genre of content that fucking melts my brain. And, yeah, just the the constant choppy cutting. I can feel it giving me, like, ADHD... But, it's um, like how,
1: uh, you know, Birdman was a little bit kind of tiring to watch because you, your brain sort of never rests
2: when it's yeah, one continuous they, take. they try and fit in like 20 minutes of comedy into the 10-minute episode or whatever it was. So yeah, I, I very, need a little bit quick. of downtime
1: in between <laughs> sentences. I need to be like, oh, take that in. Oh, he just breathed. Perfect. I'll use this to rest. And here we go again. Hey, you need um, that. Hey, Theo,
0: I got I got the joke? Which joke? <laughs> Okay so Ben Ben <laughs> I see, are, are you oh, actually are you actually serious? I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, what are you okay, talking about?
1: Ben, this episode is so good already. I love it.
0: <laughs> ben was talking about the movie Birdman starring Michael Keaton which appears as one long take. Theo thought you were talking about the cartoon Harvey Birdman attorney at law which oh is why he said. Oh it's... my
1: god. He said
0: Yeah, it's like they're trying to fit 20 minutes of comedy into a 10 minute episode. I thought
1: he was back to talking about YouTubers. (laughs) Oh, what a to-do. Although, Birdman, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, fantastic television show. I'm a big fan.
0: Oh, it's a very good
1: show. Oh man, what's his name, bloody... uh, Oh God, we're turning into one of those episodes again. Uh, Uh,
0: Gary Gary Cole. Cole. Mm. Gary Cole. He's um, very good in this. Oh. St- Stephen Colbert in there as well yeah, yes shows Phil oh. Ken seven mm. Very oh. good stuff well timeless references in that show folks yeah Check
2: guys it out. instead of listening to us you could be watching <laughs> Turn this uh, off the Hasbro show uh, Harvey Birdman so I want you to
1: hit stop, stop on your device not pause. not pause. I want you to stop it goes right back to the start no I, I I've want got you a better to go suggestion. to free I cartoon streams.
0: <laughs> I got a better suggestion which is just mute the podcast. Oh, but keep the play going. Yeah, and then you don't, like, you, you're you getting it out of the way, really. Yeah. You're getting, mm. you're getting two things done at once.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you're still psychically absorbing <laughs> the content of the podcast via the electrons because you yeah. and you alone have that power. Uh, and you're
0: also getting some great cartoon comedy for adults. That's right. Maybe you're some kind of mind reader. Hey, folks, I'll tell you you isn't mind reader. I'll tell you who can't just... Tell you who can't just read minds where are you and find what you're talking about. Uh, Do you know where I'm going with this, Ben?
1: Yeah, well, I'm looking at where your cursor is in the document, and frankly,
0: <laughs> uh, it's perfect. But incredible. I'm of course talking about a fun, a fun little event we had at a news conference this week um, when dipshitty little uh, liberal politician. Oh, Chris Pine that's
3: a good segue. <laughs>
0: Thank you. <laughs> well, you have to interrupt it all, Ben. you really ruined the flow. <laughs> look, anyway, that was... you laughing.
1: That was genuinely... I could not stop that from happening. That was
0: an <laughs> okay. response. I take it as respect.
1: Uh, also, as respect. that was very
0: much not this week. That was last week, but still good. It was last week. Yeah, we're trying to keep up with the news, man. Mm. It just keeps happening. <laughs>
3: it's just anyway. every day. More news. Every I'll tell day. tell you what.
1: They really put the cycle in 24-hour news cycle. <sighs>
3: Yes, they, they do.
0: Was that, <laughs> anyway, is that not good? <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> anyway. Uh, so Chris Pine was doing a press conference when he was asked about, of course, uh, Victoria's menacing African gang crime problem, um, which is, of course, we all understand to be an offshoot of Matt Brady's Apex gang in the Hunter Valley. Someone should uh, ask him to tone it down a little. Hmm. Yeah, just ease up, ease up. Now, the question that Chris Byrne was asked um, obviously stemmed from immigration minister and racism overlord Peter Dutton um, making his comments that people are afraid to go out to dinner in Melbourne because of all the rampant Sudanese gangs uh, running roughshod all over the whole city. Everybody's scared. Everybody's extremely scared. Uh, The problem was... That it was framed in that context instead of somebody saying, Do we all have to be scared of the black people? Um, so Chris kind of missed what they were talking about. Um, we've got the audio here for you because it's very funny. Here we go, folks. Are you afraid
2: to go out to restaurants in the Melbourne? Park? No, why? Because the pub is the Should I be? <I> mean? <laughs>
1: Oh, because of the the, the gap.
2: I wasn't following you, Michael. I didn't
1: understand the question. Uh. Uh, So perhaps you could ask me again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, in case you couldn't quite make out the questioning there, it was: um, Are are you afraid to go out to restaurants in Melbourne? To which the he gave the obvious uh, reply. When you are not thinking in the context of right-wing fear politics, which is no. Why would I be? (laughs) <laughs> uh, oh when-
3: oh because of the gangs. Oh, oh the gangs. Oh, the
2: fear means the gangs.
0: <laughs> oh the bit the bit we're doing. The bit we're doing politically. Um, and the bit that absolutely killed me, I didn't pick up on it the first time I heard that clip, um, was when he gets to the end and says, Oh, all oh, right. You know, because of the gangs and all that sort of stuff, right? I didn't understand the question you're asking. Perhaps you could ask me again. Yeah, yeah I, like, I, I like hadn't it's heard a that big either, fun, actually.
2: fun, joke that we're all we're all having a big good yeah. laugh at. Uh, just you know, maligning oh. a whole community.
0: I didn't. I didn't realize I was meant to be doing uh, the the racial fear. Just tee that one up for me again. Just lob me a nice yeah. underhand, you know, on that one, so that I can really knock it out of the park. Um, and I think was, it, I think it worked out for him, pretty much just the same anyway. Oh, smooth sailing at that point. Um, and in in his actual answer, I I did also think that it was noteworthy that he said like because um, he is from Adelaide, and his response was basically him saying oh well I I don't know about it or I'm not scared to go out there or whatever because I'm not from there and I don't live there but my colleagues in Victoria tell me that this is an issue and my colleagues in Victoria say that this thing is the most important issue and my colleagues in Victoria say that law and order there is very important and everyone's scared. So he manages to trot out the party line without ever actually saying at any stage I agree with this and it's actually happening. He's just saying... He's just attributing the statements to Peter Dutton and... And like, you know, whatever... Shit stains are currently in Victorian Liberals. Matthew Guy, is he still the leader?
1: Uh, yes. What he's, he's the guy that gives turd. us all those
0: great headlines. What a fucking turd of a man. Yeah, Guy does this. <laughs> yeah. Guy afraid of African people. buddy. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, he sucks. He sucks so bad. Um, but yeah, I also thought that it was very... I thought that that whole thing was very telling. Not Well, obviously it was very telling. But I thought that it was particularly apt that it came from Chris Pine because to me he is the he's one of the politicians who most sort of like he he is one of the people who is most obvious and clear about the fact that to him all of this is performance. He is very like he's the epitome of the sort of like it's all just a big show kind of politician um he's known in um he's known in parliament as being like one of the people who knows all the procedures and all the rules and all the bits and pieces back to front so that he can pull them out and stymie debate and all that sort of stuff um but other than that he's also just extremely engaged in the theatrics of it and he's someone who makes very clear you know that it's all just a big show and like you said theater just kind of laugh off oh Oh I forgot I meant to be talking about how we're all supposed to be scared of this particular immigrant community because clearly it's not a fucking real thing. Uh yeah. Just just very apt that it was Chris. I had a fun uh like two day long argument on Twitter with some some uh Labour supporting boomers the other day. When um is, this is your fault, Ben. For I don't know or, if that's true. It's absolutely true. It's your fault that I can't stop myself from fighting with people online. <laughs> <days> <laughs> the time. Um, yeah, because any any article or any tweet or anything that references Chris Pine will immediately garner like thirty five replies from fifty year old Australian Labor supporters saying, "Oh, little Chrissy Pine, the prissy little bitch, Ugh. loves to Ugh. suck Malcolm's dick." <laughs> This a like, big gay homo.
1: Yeah, who's like, too conservative.
0: Yeah, Chris Chris Pine is like the um he's the perfect portal into the Australian version of the like um American Democrats who are like, "Hey, I'm an ally and I love LGBT rights. And oh my god, look at uh, Donald Trump sucking Putin's dick like a fat." Oh man, have you seen that like, the
1: resistance whole article? That's yeah. like uh this oh, it's so good. This artist has drawn a mural of Trump uh, and Putin make it out but made a a thought bubble so they're both thinking about was it Pamela Anderson? <laughs> some people know it's not homophobic.
0: <laughs> and no, right? And and sure enough, like Ben Ben quote tweeted some article about Chris Pine and I went and looked and sure enough the first like three replies are like uh, Labour supporters going, Oh well. Little Chrissy Pine's going to be getting a spanking for. Oh, it was it was this it was this bit of audio that we are talking about now that you had uh, that you had posted, and I looked at the replies, and they were all yeah, these dudes going, oh, he's gonna he's gonna be over Malcolm's knee tonight, getting a spanking, little Chrissy. Oh and the first reply was like, and loving it, oh God. and um, yeah, it was like, nice homophobia, guys, good stuff, and um, they got extremely mad about it. And spent the next, um, you know, six hours insisting that there is absolutely no way that, you know, calling a a guy who is known for being somewhat effeminate, like Chrissy, taking a spanking from his male boss and loving it could be interpreted as, like, homophobic or suggesting that he's gay. (laughs) I was like, yeah, how could anyone interpret it like that? And then the guy followed it up by... Um, retweeting something with like a Photoshop of, uh, Vladimir Putin fucking Donald Trump naked. Now that's a good one. "Mm." I was like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Okay. (laughs) Got him. Got him. He's going to hate it when he sees that and he knows how bad gay people are. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. That's good allyship, everybody. Homophobia as a punchline. Great stuff. They ought to ban that. Hey, speaking of banning things... Oh, that was much <laughs> worse than the one you did <laughs> before, Jesus. Well, I'm just jumping into it now, so you can't tread all over it. Jeez. But with, with your appreciative laughter. You know how I hate that? Yeah, apparently. Oh, not really. I love it. Aww. I appreciate it a lot. Thanks, man. I respect you as a person and a colleague. That's too much. <laughs> uh, and I respect Lucy a lot, too. And that's it. Moving on.
3: Boy. (laughs) Not
0: really. Not really. You don't really respect Lucy? I respect uh, Lucy somewhat. I respect Theo a lot, though. Oh, you
3: only respect the woman somewhat.
0: That's that's interesting. It's a real Game of Thrones around (laughs) I
3: don't don't respect women because I don't see gender.
1: (laughs) I don't respect women because I don't see them. I see gender, I just don't see women. Just
3: don't see women. Just they my lifestyle. To me. Yeah,
1: I don't really see a lot of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I always really like those bits that um Colbert would do on the Colbert report that was like, um, I don't I don't see race every time his character would break out the I don't see race stuff. Very good. Uh I don't see race, but I assume that I'm white because police officers call me sir. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. <laughs> I don't see race But I assume I'm white because I buy my drugs at a pharmacy. All that kind of stuff. Uh, That was a simpler time. Mm. The mid-2000s. Anyway, folks, (laughs) speaking of banning things. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Fantastic newspaper, The Daily Telegraph, which for some reason hasn't been consumed into a shittier organism.
1: (laughs) Uh, I think it's because it feasibly can't be, right? Uh, There is no (laughs) shittier organism.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. That's probably fair. They are. They posted a very funny, a very funny piece this week, in which they are. Um, I guess they could be charitably described as shitting their britches um, about the nanny state. You know that most hated thing of freedom lovers, the nanny state, the be- state of nannies. Before
1: we get into the article, can we describe for the listener uh, the image that they've taken as the lead for their social posts about oh. it?
3: How would you describe this?
0: Okay, um, let me let me help you out here as a as a professionally trained graphic designer. <laughs> I'd like to break this down for you. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> Number one, uh, we have well, it's it's so unbalanced; it's terrifying. The about.
1: composition not ideal.
0: The composition is not, not great. great. Um, we have on the top left here a huge, bold-faced, all-caps font with "What we are banning now in NSW." meaning New South Wales, folks, but it's uh, harder to make out the acronyms when absolutely everything is capitalized. Uh, We have a list, again, in all caps, going right down the right-hand side of it. And then on the bottom left here, we have what can only be described as an incredibly crudely traced Thor's hammer. Um, It 110% has been done in MS Paint. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I refuse to entertain the idea that this has been done. I mean, like, I guess you could do something this bad in Photoshop with, like, just a tablet. I guess. But, like, they must have but completely
1: bypassed their graphics department, right? Because this is, like, a clip art hammer. Uh, then they have used... Clearly, it's just a hand operating a mouse to draw a sort of explosion mm-hmm. behind the head of the hammer. Mm. And then they have also clearly using a mouse crudely written the word ban on the hammer in a way in which the letters don't quite orient the same as the orientation of the head of the hammer.
0: Mm. I think we should probably use this hammer as the the art for the episode. Oh,
1: well, I think it's better idea. for the listener to just hear it described by my words, which are evocative <laughs> and rich. I, uh, I well, think they're I'm... already picturing it right now. We could just use a completely different image for the lead.
0: Well, I'd also like to just note that um the actual depiction of the hammer, the perspective is completely off.
1: Oh, it's very unsettling. Why does Well,
0: how are we seeing both sides of the bevel like that? It's just it just doesn't make any sense. Oh, um, and of course right. and of course, let's all take a moment to note the extremely like two thousand and four forum language of the banhammer.
1: Mm. mm. Who the fuck is Wait. Instead of curiosity, what happens if you Google image search ban hammer? Do you think Uh-oh.
3: it's that hammer? I don't think it. Surely it's not that hammer. I mean... It is I, not I that like... hammer. There's a lot of hammers, though. You could have just used one of multiple hammers from this Google search.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, the first two results are of a hammer that is almost identical to the one yeah. that's depicted in the cartoon. Uh,
2: I think they've gone, I want this hammer, and then someone's
0: gone, oh, well, you can't but just, I, I you will can't will just it. <laughs> I will not be paying for the art.
1: Oh my god, you're absolutely right. They've just done a horrible Photoshop job on one of these hammers. They have. Oh my god, it's literally the first result is the one that they've traced over.
0: Look at it, it's at the same
3: angle and everything. It is.
1: The one,
0: the one with the big red band on the side. Oh, so yeah. I'm
3: saving saving an image for the cover art. It's a shirtless dog furry holding <laughs> a band hammer. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: uh, uh, this is the happiest day of my life. Some fucking, like, 55-year-old quote-unquote journalist has been like, yeah, a band hammer. Oh, we don't have the rights to that. Fuck. Well, I, I know how to use paint. It.
0: I'll be right so um so it's terrible it's terrible and shitty stuff and they've they've given us a list of 15 things that are being banned by the psychotic sjw's of the nanny state
1: well they've sort of given us a list of 15 things that have been banned they've given no. us varyingly things that have been banned and Not banned <laughs> descriptions of bans it uh it'll come out in the reading but yes. this is very confusing
0: it's confusing now it's well it's worth noting at this point that this is the this is like the conservative the Australian conservative talking heads understanding of the word ban which is there is some rule that pertains to this somewhere in the country or, or the, some form
2: of social pressure because it's shitty.
0: Yeah. Um whereas like yeah they they very often like to act as though any kind of conversation happening around something or, as you said, Theo, some sort of social pressure being exerted constitutes, like, people being censored and banned and these things being prohibited from being done and all that kind of shit. Um, So shall we run down the list and try to decipher some of this? Yes. Thank you for your enthusiastic consent, Ben. (laughs) Uh, Number one, single-use plastic bags. We, of course, know that this is a... Gigantic bugbear for Daily Telegraph columnist Andrew Bolt. That's probably why it's number one. Mm. Let's be real. Um, I wonder how he's going with his like. He's probably dead from um, from like wh- what was the <laughs> from meat the E. Juice. coli that he was he was uh, going to get E. coli from carrying his loose meat home in his cloth bag.
1: I would like put a small amount of money betting that he is collecting all of the meat juice from his meat trays. Storing it in little containers, going to the <laughs> shopping center, pouring it onto people's Hessian bags, and just praying one of them gets a horrible, horrible E. coli <laughs> infection? No. I I don't know what you call that. But That's that he's trying not to not plan it. Infection. He's trying to be patient zero here.
0: Hmm. He would. Uh number two. Toy weapons and birthday cakes in childcare centres. Uh, I'm not sure about this one. Not um, really
3: sure that's
1: true. I remember something about their, like, they don't want kids playing with guns. Uh... Fair enough. I, I don't think that's particularly unreasonable, to be honest.
0: I kind of feel like that's just becoming more and more of a normal thing. Yeah. Um... I don't really care about, because it's not like it's hard for kids to... I mean, like, it's not it's not as much of a problem in Australia in the sense that, like, I, if I lived in the States, I wouldn't, probably wouldn't want my kid playing with a fake gun. No, because they're going be to be fucking
1: around in your, like, bedside drawer, pull out your gun and then kill you and then themselves, like, happens every fucking week in that country.
0: Yes, one of my many guns I would own. No, I was also thinking of um, tooling around outside with a cap gun and getting fucking shot by the police. Oh, yeah. As also... So say. many
1: ways they could die.
0: Uh, 3. Discounts on non-takeaway coffee cups from Starbucks.
3: Look, it's
1: that's so not, ridiculous. A ban, it's not a ban, right? That's just a policy, like a Starbucks policy.
3: And it's not even just Starbucks. My cafe that I go to is like always giving you a discount for when you use a keep cup because they don't have to give you a cup.
0: Wait, hang on. Yep, but Are they saying that has been banned? Oh. No,
3: he's, they're saying like Starbucks just introduced this.
0: So it's the opposite
1: of a ban. The it's the opposite of, of a
3: ban. There's like articles about boomers saying how unfair it is.
1: That you get a, you get a like, a 30 a cent
3: discount cup. if you use a keep cup. Yeah, like, every
1: fucking cafe does that.
3: Mm-hmm. But that's Imagine not Imagine getting mad about this.
1: No, they've banned it. Specifically, the government has said they can't do discounts on non-takeaway coffee cups from Starbucks. Yes. Uh, presumably.
3: They haven't. So that's why it's very confusing. It's oh, a very it gets- convoluted message. The
0: next one gets even more confusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, the Prime Minister's bonk ban on ministers having sex with staff. So they've
1: banned the bonk ban. (laughs) It's
0: very
3: confusing.
0: That's what we're banning now in New South Wales. Uh, Yeah, and of course, people I'm sure are aware, unless you're not aware, that um, there was the whole thing with the Deputy Prime Minister getting pseudo-fired because he had been a fucking one of his staffers for ages and got her knocked up and had a baby with her and it was a whole big embarrassing uh, clusterfuck for weeks and weeks and weeks. And so they they did a thing which I think most people would have thought was already a normal workplace condition, which was made made explicit that you are not allowed to... Um, fuck your staffers who you are in a position of power over if you're mm-hmm. a
3: politician. Terrible.
0: Awful. Which, again, like like everybody said about the Barnaby Joyce thing the whole time, um, Any any other, like, corporate business in the country, if you were a married executive or whatever, and people went, oh, you're fucking your EA and you got them pregnant. That you would probably have to quit in disgrace Mm -hmm. or you would get fired or you would be very sternly hung out to dry by hr or whatever because of all the extremely obvious conflicts of interest and like power imbalance there Uh, but because it wasn't specifically spelled out in the ministerial standards and code of conduct and stuff like that because um i don't think any of us have a hard time believing that they have very deliberately kept those standards extremely vague for a long time so that they can't be pinned down on things uh but basically there was such a furor about the whole thing that they made it explicit and said hey don't don't fuck people who work under you please and that's what we're mad about at the daily telegraph well so i assume that the um that You know, so
2: Daily Telegraph being a Murdoch rag, and I assume that no other Murdoch publications have covered any kind of, you know, sex between uh, people in political power and, you know, their um, subordinates, like, you know, maybe Monica Lewinsky, uh, Bill Clinton. I I assume that they've taken a consistent position on this throughout
0: time. Of course not. Number five, McDonald's and Milo. That's the drink, not the... uh with the all right dipshit. McDonald's and Milo to be stopped from sponsoring junior sports clubs. Uh, to uh, be stopped is doing a lot of heavy lifting there in the sense that this sounds like a thing that hasn't actually happened.
3: Yeah. I don't it know what like that's th- about.
0: Sounds like a thing that might happen. Um, but yeah, it just, it just sounds like a hey, let's not have sports sponsored by junk food.
3: Terrible. Nanny state. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Um, I mean, hey, if I had my way, they wouldn't be able to advertise shit like uh, gambling during sports. But, you know, that's just me. Hey, children, here's 20,000 ads on how to gamble online while you're trying to watch your fucking game at AFL. Number six, party balloons in parks. What? Gotcha. Not heard about that one.
3: I think is just that a, making shit up, honestly. Is that like a litter thing
1: or something, maybe? I don't know.
0: Surely. Well, it's it's like I said, the idea of bans, you know? I'm like, I'm assuming that something like that is just a... Hey, the, you know, the parks department, or whatever it's called, uh, just has a thing that's like, please don't bring lots of balloons to the park when you're doing a party or whatever because people always either just leave them there or pop them all and the things just sit there or whatever, and they're acting like it's this fucking... <laughs> Like the thought police are coming through and taking people off to prison if they bought a balloon to the park. <laughs> have
2: you guys? Have you guys watched Mad Men? Like, yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. So you know, in the first season, I think it's in like the second episode or something. They go to so Don like and the family like go to a park. They have a picnic. um Like i have all their like coke cans and all that sort of stuff. And up, at the end. He gets up and he lifts the blanket and just throws all the trash on the ground and then they all get up and they go and get in the car and drive away. And I just imagine every boomer just like uncontrollably standing out of their seats with their hands on their hearts going like, (laughs) back when we used to be great.
1: Holy fuck, this is incredible. Uh, Okay, so this is the article the Daily Telegraph cites, right? imagine a party or fair without balloons and those amazingly created animal shapes twisted in seconds by these experts that's the scenario facing locals following the ban on balloons being released in public places by some councils in new south wales western australia and victoria canterbury bankstown council said there is no ban on balloons but said anyone releasing 20 or more gas-filled balloons in public can be fined up to $750 under the New South Wales Protection of the Environment Operations Act, 1997.
2: So it literally doesn't exist.
1: It's like if you release more than 20 balloons, if you release them, you can have them. That is fine. Just don't put all those fuckers up in the sky because they're going to come down somewhere and go like straight into the throat of a cormorant, I assume.
0: Yeah, I also like the, um, here's what New South Wales is banning 21 years ago.
1: This is so fucking fucking insane. fucking from 1997. This is like literally their lead on it is like it's a bad. And then the third paragraph is it's not a bad. Oh,
3: good Also, all I can find about like Milo and McDonald's is some health groups are calling for an end to these sponsorships.
1: These people
3: have a a sickness. They they have a sickness in their brain.
0: Look, I know we always say the same thing and it's really tired, but they... Like, these people just have this obsession with saying that, like, you know, leftists are determined to take offence at everything and, like... Yeah, and they're literally making positive. shit up. Yeah, it's just finding finding lists of things to go... Like, look at number seven. Ball sports in certain council parks. Which they
1: don't have <laughs> a link for at the bottom. Like, they cite all of them except for, like, three or four and they don't have one for the ball sports.
0: And you get the feeling that that's some shit like, you know, hey, um, you know, these, these parks at these hours are reserved for, like, dog parks, so don't come down with, like, Sorry. ten mates to play a game of soccer. Uh, now, number nine's a little confusing. Witches, goblins, and other things that go bump in the night. Oh, I
1: love is, that oh, so what much. Is this? Because, <laughs> what? so, they, the full story is... Oh Damn, fucking look at this shit. Uh, yeah, so some bloody, some author said that political correctness is, uh, growing in the industry and she's worried that they might not be able to have books about spooky things anymore. (laughs) Okay. That's that's literally the whole thing. But their lead in the graphic doesn't mention from books. It's just witches and goblins and other things that go bump in the night. We are banning witches, banning goblins. No, thank you. Other things that go bump in the night. That's a very heavy fine.
0: Mm. Gnomes are okay.
1: Yeah, they uh, they're not nocturnal, as far as I'm aware. What
3: about girls who love astrology? (laughs) They're out. (laughs) They're out. Out with witches.
0: Yeah. Mm. Close Damn. to witchcraft. It's right? soft witchcraft. <laughs> it's soft witchcraft. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh dear! You cannot have a goth girlfriend. No, <laughs> no
3: ban on goth girlfriend. Oh, I
1: can't believe the headline. Was it just that face? When uh, <laughs>
0: disappointing. Number ten: drinking at popular Sydney beaches. <laughs> I feel like public drinking. Like, is- you can't I'm, not, public
1: drink I'm pretty sure in it's Melbourne. already. I don't think you can drink at beaches in Queensland either. I just do it every time I'm there. Regardless. Like, if you're going to the beach and you're not taking a few tinnies with you, Hmm. what the fuck are you doing?
0: When I moved to Melbourne, right, a a thing that I noticed that was very different was how often I would see people just walking down the street, like, with a beer or whatever.
3: Mm, Um, That's not legal, though.
0: Well, and I was like, huh, that's noticeably different. Like, I, I was seeing a lot of people just walking around like that, like it was normal. And, whereas I was always kind of like, oh, I thought that just, you know, it was either frowned upon or you weren't supposed to or whatever. And me and my friend, um, who were walking along, uh, drinking beers, walked right past a police station. And I said, hey, hold my beer for a second. And I went into the police station. And, um, after standing there for a minute, somebody popped their head out around the counter and went, can I help you? And I went, yeah, um... I just moved here, and I'm trying to figure out, is it illegal to, like, walk around drinking in public? And they went, Huh. Hold on a second. And they... And they poked... They went back over to the door they had come out of, and they poked their head back into the station and went, Uh, Hey, guys. Is it... Are you allowed to walk around, like, with a... With a drink? And, like, I waited for a second while they hashed it out. And eventually... This police officer came back out and she said, um Yeah we're not really sure, but like better safe <laughs> than sorry, you know. Maybe just act like it's not illegal. It probably uh. differs from council to council. I, I don't think like, it's police. I don't think it's <laughs> I was like, Thank you, police, for telling me the law <laughs> <laughs> Like very silly. Like, obviously there's places where you know, like Obviously, the, there's places where people are far more prone to be like drinking all day and acting like total dipshits, which mm. is usually like boardwalks and beaches and shit like that. Places where they've they've sort of made a point of coming down a bit harder on it because people keep behaving the same way over and over again. But generally speaking, so many of these things are just like yes, they have a they have a rule there or they have a law there or whatever. And that's there so that they have something to point to when someone's acting the fucking fool and they want them to stop.
1: Or it's there so they have something to point to when the person is not white.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those things too. Um, But you you get what I mean, though. Like, generally, with a lot of this stuff, I think in Australia, like you can just, like you were saying, you can just go and do the thing. And if you're not bothering anybody, nobody gives a fuck.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's. I think you have to be a specific kind of person for them to not bother you but for the most part they don't give a shit. Like if you are mm. a white person walking along with a beer and a cop goes past you they're not going to fucking pull over to be like, "Hey, pour that out."
0: Yeah, and also like I don't I don't think that I I could be completely wrong and I'm very ready to have people ride in and savagely roast me or whatever, but I don't think that culturally it is as pronounced here as it is in the States, like, you know, we've seen uh, so much evidence of, of like all of the, all of the videos of like white people just calling the cops on people of color for like having a barbecue in a place where you're allowed to have a barbecue. Mm. All those fucking heartbreaking videos of people just doing normal shit and having white people go, Oh, you seem like you're not allowed here. Like absolutely wild shit. Which which I think is not, I don't think that's as ingrained culturally here. I'm absolutely certain that it does happen to people. I'm sure that it happens extremely disproportionately to Aboriginal people. Um, but yeah, just as a very broad thing. I think it's not quite, not quite like that here. But, um, oh, number 12. Kebab shops remaining open after midnight.
3: Yeah, I don't know about that one. Kabab um,
0: shops are always well, open. As I saw a lot of people pointing out about all of this stuff, um, I mean, like, the, the premier of this state, Gladys Berejiklian, is, like, on, on the cover of this article talking about how out of control all this stuff is. And all these people are like, you're the leader of the government that, like, says people in Sydney aren't allowed to go out after one thirty a.m. Like you're the yeah. guys who made all these. You rules. made these
3: but, rules. These are not leftist rules. Like,
0: yeah, these are not. There's no leftists out there. who This will, like, isn't a SJW thing. Kebabs. Yeah, stop
3: SJWs kebabs hate I kebabs. I, yes.
1: <laughs> I can't find a single reference to this. The kebab stuff. That's uh, not
3: a thing. I've definitely eaten a kebab even in Sydney after midnight. I mean, What, is, what, what is this?
1: That is the time to eat them. <laughs> Actually, all the time is the time Mm. to eat them.
3: But specifically after midnight.
1: Oh, hang on. So there's one story from October 2016 on Junkie about uh, a a kebab shop. Oh, okay. So they said that because of some council regulations, they'll be closing at midnight. Uh, But this was like two years ago. (laughs) And this was something to do with Marrickville Council. Blah blah. blah.
0: This is all the most cherry-picked shit on the planet. They've honestly just been scraping like very, like their writers have very clearly been told, just find every instance you possibly huh. can of a thing that's not allowed.
1: So this is interesting. Uh, in the article, it says, uh, according to an west Council spokesperson, the council responded to a complaint alleging the business was making too much noise and mess and was making the area unsafe. While following up the complaint, the council found out that their license only allowed them to operate up until midnight. So they told the restaurant to limit its limited hours.
3: Right. Hmm.
1: <laughs> so they had been forced to trade until midnight because their license went up until midnight.
0: Bam. This
3: has, like, taken a lot of research to find these things.
0: Um, There there was, of course, a whole full-length article that went along with this, and I really enjoyed reading through it and noting that, like, every single person that they have... They're talking about, like, Australian Australian leaders sound off on this thing. And every single person they've talked to is, like, a white person over 60. Just talking about how it was better in the good old days. Oh, it's <laughs> fucking insane. <laughs> and so great. Like, every single person is just, like, it's all like fucking Jerry Harvey and Dick Smith. Just, like, 60, 70-year-old guys going, meh, it used to be fine. It's like, it's fine now, you fucking weirdo. So, let's move along from this one. It's absolutely ridiculous. Please check out the article if you'd like to be mad at yourself and at us. Because um, I wanted to to take a moment to address an irate listener. That's right, folks. Oh, no. A a friend of the show um, wrote in. He didn't, didn't, like, revoke his friendship or anything, which is good. Because we do love our friends of the show. Um, But he was somewhat incensed by our guest on the show last week. um, Friend of the show, Ed Zitron. You missed out on Ben.
1: I can't remember what I was doing, but I'm sure it was important. Oh, you were going to your mother,
0: who was kicked by a horse.
1: Yes, that I was being sarcastic, but it turns out it was very true. Uh, That was
0: important. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, friend of the show, Philip, posted on our our Patreon site to voice his displeasure. Um, So, I just wanted to read out what he had to say and respond,
1: if that's right with everybody. Uh, before we go into this, is this a real grievance or a joke grievance? I just want to prepare my emotions correctly.
0: It's a real grievance, but not with us, which is good. Okay. all <laughs> right. I oh,
3: great. Just with one of our guests. I'm, just, I'm
0: very
1: sensitive. I've had a very long day. I wasn't ready to be torn down. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, so, so yes, the, the context for you folks is we were talking about Sasha Baron Cohen's new TV show uh, and Ed, I thought relatively offhandedly, um, said that, uh, Sacha Baron Cohen's, uh, Israeli guy character and also Borat, are, are just generally kind of racist. Uh, Philip replies, uh, Zitron's take on Sacha Baron Cohen's new show, uh, the context-free wokeness of it's racist-to-do impressions of Israelis is the absolute bottom tier of the galaxy brain meme. The obvious point of Sasha Baron Cohen's going full Israeli face is to show how easily this character activates the pleasure centres of Republicans and has them do literally everything. Uh, literally anything. Now, I'd just like to note that I made that very point on the show when we were talking about it. I did say, um, you know, he's, he's obviously doing an extremely heightened caricature of, like, the one kind of Jew that is most acceptable to evangelical Republicans, which is you know, hyper-Israeli, uh, super-pro-Israel dude. Um, but that's fine, you know, just ignore that, that's cool. Um uh, <clears throat> he says, And that which in turn could promote conversations about things like this, and he has a link to uh, how policing in the US and security in Israel are connected but the rich guy from California who never encounters this aspect of Israeli presence in American life and probably knows Israelis as salesmen of electronic appliances in LA or business partners thinks Sasha Baron Cohen did a racism. Oh boy. I think I think Ed probably orders most of his appliances online. But <laughs> clearly Sasha Baron Cohen who has family in Israel and speaks Hebrew fluently should have consulted the rich guy from California about what real Israelis are like. But to me, in Israeli, he did fine, even if nothing he'll ever do could be anywhere near as good as D- Ali G's show. Uh, and that's a bold claim that I would like to take issue with well so so what i what I wanted to sort of talk about with this is like I think the part of the issue with Sasha Baron Cohen's deal, um, and I think that we can all agree that what he's doing at the moment is the, like the best thing he's done in years in the sense of actually, you know, cutting through to something, in the in the same way that some of his older stuff did. I think um, this is just a minor point, but I, I agree with that, but I also think that the fact that this one is like,
1: I mean, there's probably better words than this, but morally righteous in some way is purely by coincidence. Like, I don't think he has quite the exacting moral compass that he seems to and that it's more that he just knows that this is a good way that people will get behind it and that it's funny?
0: Well, what's interesting is that Philip has linked to an article where he was talking about how that character activates the pleasure centres of Republicans. He was linked to an article on Jewish Currents by Noah Colwyn um, about Sasha Baron Cohen and the rights imaginary Israeli. Now, straight off the bat, this article starts after a trilogy of misfires, 2009's Bruno, 2012's The Dictator, and 2016's Grimsby. Sacha Baron Cohen has finally returned to form with Showtime series Who Was America? So, like, straight off the bat, we're acknowledging that he, like, hasn't hasn't done a good incisive thing in 10 years. That's a that's a good stretch of, like, just whiffing on your on your... the whole thing that you're doing, you know? Um, and in this piece it says, uh, in the premiere of Who is America, the British comedian returns to characters and methods more similar to his earlier creations, Borat and Ali G. This time around, Cohen cycles through four characters, an Alex Jones-like charlatan on a hornet scooter, an effete Hillary-loving liberal clad in a ponytail and NPR t-shirt, a British ex-con who makes paintings from his feces and semen, and most effective of all, an Israeli fixated on putting more guns in the hands of American children. The Jones character and the ex-con are capable of holding attention on their own and successful in drawing out their subjects. Bernie Sanders and an Laguna Beach um, art gallerist, respectively. Cohen's second character, the ponytail liberal who introduces himself by apologizing for his his white privilege, falls flat, parodying what reads like a Bush-era liberal, a a shtick that's at least a decade past its prime. I think it's really interesting that in the context of this piece that like it's ah the the one that the republicans fell for is the one that like really really works but the one that's making fun of liberal stereotypes falls really flat i mean totally doesn't work that one kind of
1: did suck to be honest Uh, like it just that one isn't so much like ah i don't know it just seemed like it was more him trying to tom green a situation than to reveal some i don't know it just didn't sit well with me
0: Uh, Like, but it did have the effect in the sense of that the people that he was talking to were like, ugh, this is a real guy who believes this shit. Um, So, so yeah, like, I thought it was interesting that this basically opens by acknowledging, like, a decade straight of shit not being particularly good by Sacha Baron Cohen. I did not like Bruno at all because Bruno was an entire movie-length thing of like imagine if a guy was really gay yeah um, but
3: Borat, Borat your favourite
0: well okay look, so
3: look this is my most problematic opinion that I'm about to say doing an accent is always funny
0: wow it, <laughs> doing an accent is always funny even though people get mad at us about the South African ones but um, but look here's, here's the difference for me right so Bruno was the the same model as Ali G and Borat and stuff, except it was like, imagine someone that's confrontationally gay. Um, and a lot of what was supposed to be the comedy in that was like, just him being aggressively sexual to people who they knew weren't going to like it. And then mm. going like, ha, huh, this guy from, this like Republican from Alabama didn't, deal with it very well when you pulled your dick out and rested it on his shoulder or like this focus group of people didn't react very warmly when you showed like showed them a pilot of your show that was literally like 10 minutes straight of just dicks flopping around in slow motion it's just that shit where it's like what what are we meant to be taking away from this like are are, are they actually like are people supposed to go oh great no, I lo- I love that and it's awesome and fun, um, and like The Dictator was was just hey uh, abrasive Arab stereotypes, and Grimsby was just like imagine a chav, imagine That's a poor pretty British. Pretty funny person. though. I am not it Pretty yet, funny actually, imagining a chav. I hear it's very hot and cold. I hear it's <laughs> very hot and cold. <laughs> yeah, in the movie. pretty much. Pretty much. But my point being though that Sasha Baron Cohen's stuff flip-flops pretty wildly between punching up and punching down yeah yeah there's a lot of his shit that is like ha imagine someone that's really gay or imagine someone that was really poor or imagine someone that was very arab i think
1: like you can draw a very clear line between he has basically two types of stuff you know one which is the good shit which is him uh articulating people's own opinions in a way that's fucking makes it so clear how insane they are and having those people still agree with them. Right. Which is yeah. what he's doing with a lot of these Republican guys. And then the other kind is just exhausting people's capacity to be polite to someone that's being real fucking weird. Like even, um, you know, there was that thing where he's having a dinner with like, this is him as the liberal character. He's having a dinner with this like Republican rich husband and wife or whatever and most of it is him just saying fucking insane shit and then being like oh that's not nice because people don't want to fucking argue people don't want to confront people or whatever and it's him just basically kind of making people look like dumbasses by letting them continue to be polite i don't know it's fucking weird
2: yeah no i i was gonna say exactly the same thing ben i haven't seen the tv show yet but it's the same with with his other stuff, right? The, the the stuff where he really draws people out on a limb um, is really good, right? Like, and it shows where, like, the best parts of Borat are where they get where he gets them to somehow participate. Yeah, where gets just being ten thousand know.
1: people at a rodeo to cheer about wanting the yeah, George exactly. Bush the, drinking the blood of every man, the, woman, <laughs> and child in Iraq.
2: Yeah. The, that's genius, right? Yeah. And so the the other stuff. I think has to live on its own merits comedically for which he's incredibly hit and miss. Right. So like not everything like, so him um, opening a briefcase and having a chicken hop out in the subway. Very, very funny. Right. But like, it doesn't seem like he has enough of those, of those gags to support the rest of his material for the length of a TV show.
0: Yeah, but like mm. so I I got to come back to Borat though and and explain <laughs> You've always got to come back to Borat. <laughs> yeah. We all do. No, like the the movie though. The movie is the encapsulation to me of what works and doesn't work with his characters, which is like if you um like the the original Borat, the, the when it was a segment on the Ali G show, the original Borat was Fantastic for all the reasons that we've just described. You're basically present... And, and the same thing as the Israeli character on Who Is America, which is you take some... Like, you make a character, which is the sort of heightened character embodiment of negative stereotypes that this person would believe about, like, a, you know, a backwards guy from Eastern Europe or a hyper-Israeli dude or whatever, and you present it to them with a straight face... And walk them up to the line of these ridiculous things, or in a lot of cases, you know, very racist or sexist attitudes, and just get them to gleefully agree with them because they're so, you know they're basically going oh i'm in I'm in company that's on the same page as me about this stuff." so that's fine. Where it doesn't work in Borat is as soon as it gets into like the staged stuff, because the Borat movie is a mix of like scripted material and interactions with people who don't know that this is what's what's going on and like i'd go so far as to say the fact that there was scripted material in borat totally killed like the the immediacy and and the sort of realness of the unscripted stuff mm. agreed um, yeah so sort of the opposite effect of like um you know, if you're watching, say, nineteen eighties Cannibal Holocaust, <laughs> classic Italian uh-huh. found footage zombie movie, um, they butcher a bunch of like real animals in that movie. Don't know if you've ever seen it. Yeah, Anybody? it's fucked up. I believe yeah, no, we they... did
1: a screening of that at a a cinema that I worked at.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking full on. There's parts where like uh the yeah, the villagers they're filming like pull a... A water buffalo out of the water and just like hack that dude's whole head off oh. with a machete while it's alive
1: man there, there's that the the shot in the, apocalypse yeah, now apocalypse now that's, that's a that's a real that's, one
0: yep that's yep. a shot
1: oh right. boy that fucking Treadful. makes me ill every single time
0: but in cannibal holocaust it has this very weird effect where because you're watching like real things get killed and real guts come out of a thing it it sort of heightens the the rest of the gore in the movie that is just special effects. It, the whole thing is very uneasy and gross and everything. But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of inverted in the Borat thing, which is the, the scripted stuff. It just kind of sucks the air out of the non-scripted stuff for me. I don't and know if, if I agree. No, yeah, no I kind of uh, like well, the scripted stuff in, in.
2: Well, it's weird because I like the scripted stuff in Borat. Um, I like the unscripted stuff. in in Borat, and I don't think that he's delivered that anywhere else. And I think if you gave him that same balance in a short TV um, series like Brass Eye, which we talked about last time, right? Like, that would be, to me, the perfect format for it so that he doesn't have to produce so much material to keep in the whiffs as well as the hits.
0: Yeah, but like the like with Borat, he obviously had to do that to construct a narrative. Yeah. So there had to, there had to be enough of a narrative to, to pull together an hour and a half's worth of material. If you want to see the logical extreme of that, that the kind of almost fails completely, you're talking about the Ali G movie, which was completely scripted.
1: I think I remember that being pretty good when I watched it at a sleepover when I was 13. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck no! I wouldn't have even been thirteen. I would have been like eleven. Oh.
0: Um, yes, yeah, so I just remember the comedy gold, like him handing um, his mobile phone to Rona Mitra at the end of the movie and saying, "Set Say it to vibrate and finish yourself off." No, oh. um, actually, I would have been <laughs> yeah. twelve.
1: No, I've just placed it in my own timeline.
0: <laughs> but um, but yeah, like it in that, it's completely scripted, and then you're getting none of what makes R. E. G work as a character, which is fooling people into thinking that he is who he says he is. Um, and, like, and the R.E.G. thing as well is, you know, he in a lot of instances he's fooling people into thinking that he's, like, a presenter for a youth program or that he's, like, you know, d- that he's just a, a poor Jav dude or... Like, there's, there's instances in the show where the people that he's interviewing say, like, there's one where somebody that he's interviewing says to him, now, isn't it interesting that you would say that as a black man? And he just very casually glances to the camera uh, <laughs> in acknowledgement of it. But, like, but, yeah, I guess my point is, like, uh, you know, are we only are we only going to say that there's, n- you know, you there's no way to take. Uh, his Israeli caricature as a bit racist because he's Jewish and because he has family in Israel. But like, what about all his other characters? Are people allowed to take Bruno as homophobic? It is. Are people allowed to take Ali G as classist?
1: Maybe. Mm. Like,
0: <laughs> and and I guess so. So the main overarching point of all of this that I wanted to make was, I think that this is one of the inherent risks risks of you know, risky comedy which is what he is in the trade of uh, which is, you know, this whole thing of saying establish a character which is based on just negative stereotypes of people it's impossible to say to all audiences oh, well, you can't take it as that way because that's not how it's intended to its final audience you know, I mean, people are going to take it how they take it and yeah, I mean, come on, man! Look at his look at his crazy big rubber head. <laughs> I think <that> the <laughs> most
1: offensive thing about all of this is by far the fucking prosthesis that makes him look like fucking freakish. I hate it <laughs> so looks, much.
3: I hate looking at it. It's disgusting. He looks so
1: plasticky. It's great. Um, he looks like yeah. uh, this is very specific. But uh, if you're a listener who recognizes this, thank you. Uh, that fucking the Primus video clip with the uh, the vinyl <laughs> oh, yeah. cowboys.
0: Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Um, so sorry. Sorry. Let me backtrack there. Maybe my point is more just. Um, I think. I think that to kind of get get too offended by the suggestion that maybe uh, his, his some of his characters walk the line of p- perhaps being uh, you know racially or culturally insensitive or whatever is to kind of conveniently ignore all the parts of Sasha Baron Cohen's career that haven't worked or have fallen flat or, or did go too far or whatever. I don't know. I say he didn't go too far enough.
3: I agree. That's the
0: message I'm getting. Yeah? I have no opinion on this. Oh, that's good. Oh, good. Thank you for your complete lack of opinion, Ben. You're welcome. Uh, but anyway... I just thought we should have a chat about that because uh, I would hate to think that Philip would think that we were ignoring his concerns. You know, we like to face up to criticism unless it hurts our feelings, in mm. which case we will not be facing up to it.
3: Mm. Absolutely yeah. not.
2: Yeah.
0: If we were wrong,
2: um, I don't want to hear about it. Mm.
0: I feel like I've been re- like, like very wrong about <laughs> just a bunch <laughs> of things recently. <laughs> Just a bunch of things. Um, I I had like 8 Mile on while I was making some food the other night. And I tweeted something about how like... uh, It's funny because in the description of this movie it says it's set in 1995. And I think they never make it explicit in the film. I thought you were making a joke.
1: I, I no, honest to God no, was serious. like, Oh, this is a serious. joke about how they don't sort of put enough timely stuff in there. And then when I saw you correct yourself later, I was like, Oh
0: <laughs> no, no, I was just somebody oh boy. somebody sending me like screenshots of where it says in the <laughs> opening of the film on the screen, Detroit, nineteen ninety five. Oh come on. <laughs> I was like, oh. I, oh I see. I uh when I went to Detroit I
1: stayed at a, a friend's place and their house was just off 8 Mile Road and I didn't really know what to expect I was just driving along 8 Mile Road I was like oh that's pretty weird and then took one left turn, drove about 100 metres got to their house and it's just this beautiful green lush tree lined suburbia these lovely old houses it was gorgeous hmm. wow
0: Yeah. sounds like a real hell mm. I'm glad glad Eminem got out of that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I've been wrong enough times recently. I can eat another one. That's cool. Um, so, one other thing, folks, before we get out of here, which is that uh, dear friend of the show, where, where did? Hey, who deleted this out of my notes? <laughs> I didn't. Not touch a friend it. of the
3: show anymore. Enemy of somebody. Oh, man, son Seems.
0: Of a bitch. Oh, can we maybe just give a, a quick
1: shout out to friend of the show Dave, who. Finally got the block from Mark Latham. Oh, yes. Uh, somewhere in the vicinity of over 50 tweets about seeing him at the fucking... Uh, Prime Minister's 11? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, two years ago, <laughs> wearing a dirty polo shirt and oversized shorts in uh, an extensive uh, number of formats. He He broached the subject. Uh, we might, someone collected all the tweets into one place, so we might maybe There's check out moment. the episode description there if we a moment, remember. Yes, <laughs> so uh, It is it's just so uh, a complete mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. utter work of art, and <laughs> it's so good to know that Latham didn't have him muted at any point during this, and he was so tagging him all. at it like the whole time. <laughs> uh, that man is, he's not well. Uh, he's not
3: well. He's definitely got me muted, which is rude.
1: Yeah, he never replies to my tweets. Um, uh, me either. Me either. Which seems rude. But uh, well done to Dave. You've done a great job. Uh, kisses. Uh, wife of the show? Lover of the show? I don't know. He, he's maybe. definitely in the top tier. Either way, I'd go to bed with us him.
0: he let us know. Uh, anyway, now I know what I'm talking about, which is... A dear friend of the show, Trevor from No Cartridge... No Cartridge, the podcast... The old video game podcast that um, that Theo is definitely going to go on. Oh, I'm definitely booked. Uh, Don't leave your laptop that at Netherworld in
2: 2021. Come
0: on, man. Come on. Anyway, um, so Trev is currently funding a thing on Indiegogo called Four Colors Red, a leftist comics zine. Ooh. Yeah. No cartridge presents Four Colors Red, leftist critique of comics fandom for the modern age. Uh, so just to give you a little rundown on what this is. In 2019, Dr. Trevor Strunk... Doctor... Hmm. Really?
1: We've got our own doctor here, but we don't
0: make a big deal. Doctor! Dr. Trevor Strunk and friends want to spend a whole year delving into the politics of comics. Help us fund an initial season of six critical zines, then push further into podcasts, artist profiles, and more. We've taken a wide approach to our first year. There's something for every comics reader with a curious mind here. We're going to explore parts of comics other sites won't touch and tie them in with the issues of the day. So, um, if you are interested in getting on board with that, um, I think, you know, the rewards are that you can get your, get your zines, you can get a season pass, um, you can fund, like, specific podcasts, you can pay money to be a podcast guest. Imagine that. All kinds of stuff. Um, so, you can find that on Indiegogo. Just search for Four Colours Red. Um, but, of course, we'll put the links in, all that sort of stuff. Um, so get out there and support Trev, especially if you're a leftist and you like comics and you like Trev. What a great thing you can do!
2: Also, congratulations to Trev, who uh, him and his fun. wife just had a little little baby. Oh, she's t- dropped out a sprog. <laughs> shit out a kid. Don't though. No, that's for people <laughs> we don't like. That's that's the bonus episode, Lucy. Oh, oh. god! Doing a
3: little callback humour.
0: Yeah. Humour anyway, uh, quotation marks, <laughs> but yes, congratulations to Trev, dear friend of the show, has welcomed a second baby. What do they say on the uh, on the like child-free subreddits? Um, crotch fruit. Wow, yeah. crotch spawn. Crotch spawn. Crotch spawn. <laughs> crotch, crotch I, I'm crotch sure they have a lot of words yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, oh no. god. God damn. Doll-sized <laughs> lamprey. Whatever you will. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So uh, check that out. We'll put a link in. Uh, ben. Yeah. You got a crime pass for this
1: week? I have a crime pass and I have something else. I want to share a fact with you all uh, that I learned today, which is truly, it's something about my childhood that has completely changed my perspective on my entire life. And I only learned this today and it's still kind of sitting weird with me. Do you remember a footballer by the name of Mitchell Pearce?
0: Absolutely not. So Mitchell Pearce
1: currently plays for the Newcastle Knights. He's formerly, can't remember where, uh... Fucking somewhere else. But a couple of years ago, last year actually, I believe, he was filmed uh, when he was very drunk, miming having sex with a dog.
3: Oh, right. (laughs) That
1: guy, Mitchell Pierce. That
3: guy, yes.
1: Yep. Uh, I found out today that he was in the grade above me at primary school. I went to school with this man. I probably walked past him dozens of times. The dog fucker (laughs) lived among me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, there was uh there was a guy that I went to school with. I think I was probably in year 11. And um I I went to a school that was like um it had like a talented sports program and it was kind of like a feeder system for the Canberra Raiders Oof. and the and the union team and stuff. Um Jock City, Jock City. And this guy did wind up making his way into the Canberra Raiders and did wind up getting uh, in trouble for the old, like, um, King's Cross public urination, which is like... Oh, a, that's a classic. That's just like an NRL oh, wow. of passage, yeah, is when in, when in Rome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Piss. Absolutely. When in Rome, piss.
1: Piss. Mm-hmm. So what was that crime pass? Uh, the crime pass is, of course, to drink in public. I want you to get something in a can, because we're not fucking animals, all right? You don't want glass on you. I want you to get Especially to... not at the beach. Not at no, the beach, not. especially not at the beach, but not at the park, not at the beach, not on the streets. Just fucking tinnies. You want tinnies. Or put it into a Coke bottle. I tell you what, you go one part vodka, roughly twelve parts Coke in a Coke bottle. Oh, you're done. Plastic Coke bottle.
0: I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I like when I'm feeling fancy. One of those um, Sapporo tall boys. Oh, know? the leader cans mm. that are
1: indestructible that you can make stilts they, out of? Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <my>
0: god, <laughs> Not familiar. Those things, those things are fucking rock solid. Yeah, they're good ones, eh? Try crushing one of them against your forehead and kill yourself. You instantly.
1: simply can't. And also, no. I believe some of them are shaped like pint glasses. It's just very satisfying to hold. Mm, yeah, they that, are, too. They're great stuff. So get yourself one of them and just cart it around in public. Yeah, go to the beach. Uh, Drinking beer at the beach is simply divine. That's Uh, great. Even a lake, that'd be just as good. Lying in the park. Just get out there. Hide it from the cops. But do it. I know, you've got a crime pass. You don't have to hide it from the cops. Do it in a cop's face.
0: Hmm. There you go, folks. And that will do it for this week. We will, of course... See you over on the bonus episodes. You can find them over on patreon.com forward slash Bunta Vista. Uh, but until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
3: Bye. Bye.